Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us about your wild conspiracy. It's on. It's now. It's here. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Welcome to the program. How are you today? Nine minutes after nine o'clock. Sun is shining brightly in Utah's Dixie, and uh, I, I'm happy to be here. On Mayor Thursday, I have uh, almost a mayor on. Mayor Pro Tem, Mayor To Be. What, what are we calling it? Name mayor that? Elect. Mayor Elect. There it is. I, I knew that. I knew the word was there somewhere. I just couldn't think of it. Uh, Nanette uh, has been recently elected to be mayor of Hurricane City. Congratulations on uh, winning the election. Thank you. Very cool. Um, the we'll talk about that a little bit in a few minutes. Uh, I did want to mention uh, I'm not trying to uh, slip a fast one or slide slide by or do do something unkind to John Brammel. I did want him on the show. I actually talked with him last few days, uh, but he just he had an appointment he couldn't get out of. He had to take care of some business. Uh, my vision, Nanette, was to have John come on as the old mayor and kind of hand the baton off to you, so to speak, figuratively speaking, and and uh, you know and talk about the future of Hurricane. John couldn't make it, but uh, we've had John on plenty of times. He's a smart guy. I love that dude. He is very wise. He's a good guy. Uh, and uh, let's see. You were coming in a little soft. Maybe you can. Uh, yeah, there we go. Talk right into that. Yeah, thing. he's he's a wise man. Good uh, person. Let's let's talk a little bit. Well, first of all, before we talk about the election, let's talk about you a little bit. Now, tell us, uh, are, are you a hurricane lifer? Uh, what what have you? Uh, just kind of tell us how this all came about, Nanette. Yeah, so I was born in Hurricane. Okay. Well, St. George, but from Hurricane. Uh-huh. And when I was ten, my family moved up to Monroe, and so I graduated from South Severe High School. My dad okay. worked with CenturyLink. Did you say Minnow? Monroe. 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 Okay. I thought Monroe. you said Minnow. I'm like, I'm not sure what Minnow is. Monroe by Ridgefield. Okay, got it. Yeah, I know where that is. So I graduated from South Severe High School, and my family moved right back because my parents, grandparents on both sides, they helped build the canal and, and establish Hurricane. And my family, when they moved back, um, I actually got married and went to college at SUU. And after college, when I graduated, my husband and I moved to Hurricane, mm-hmm. and that's where we have been ever since, since 91. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 30 90, years. 91. Yeah. Uh, we moved here. My wife and I moved here. We had uh, one child at the time uh, in 93 or 94, right okay. in there. So uh, you've been here a little longer than me. Of yeah. course, you were born down here as well. Um it's funny. Uh, so I lived when we first moved here. I actually lived in Cedar City, then we moved to St. George, and then we moved to Hurricane. I actually lived out, you know, Lava Bluff area out there okay. uh, before it was a retirement community because sure. we were young people. Uh, and then we moved to Washington. Lived in Washington City for 19 years, okay. and now we're back in St. George. So I've lived in a lot of the towns here sure. in the in the area and, and gotten to know it. It's funny the psychology of certain towns. Uh, Cedar City, when I lived there, and, and again, this has been, you know, about 30 years that I lived there, but they have this mentality of, we're the big brother. Well, we used to be the big brother. Well, we hate St. George because they're the big brother now. 
Uh, and and it's it's almost palpable there. There's a there's a very big, very large dislike of St. George from from Cedar City residents. Not all of them, but yeah. the the overall feeling. When I lived in Hurricane, it was it wasn't that feeling, but it was a feeling of okay, we're out here by ourselves. What is it like twelve? 13 miles it's from 19 19, 19 miles, miles from yeah. St. George to Hurricane. Uh, and it wasn't a dislike of St. George so much as uh, we're on our own. Even though we're ni- only 19 miles, we are 19 miles away from St. George. And so it's up to us to be our own thing. Is that an accurate assessment, do you think? Maybe. There's Maybe. a lot of people. Okay. There's a lot of people that work in St. George, but there's a sure. lot that still work in Hurricane. And mm-hmm. that's a great we want to be able to have that environment where we have businesses in Hurricane where people can work right. right where they live to raise their families and recreate right where we are. And part of my perspective is sports, too, because I've sure. covered sports locally in the area for years and years and years. And there was definitely a us against the world feeling from Hurricane High School back when they, you know, they were the only ones still running the, the double wing and the wing tee and, and, and running the ball. Uh, with a fullback right up the middle, everybody else had gone to the spread formation, and you know, and 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 so there was this feeling of we we have to be a little different because we are a little different, and we're we're country strong out there in Hurricane. So we're definitely country strong. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's why people move there. They love that rural lifestyle. They want to keep that small town charm. They do. With with the growth, is Hurricane in danger of losing that though? You know, we are. If we don't maintain, um, I'm going to say just collaboratively, if we're not united and mm-hmm. then align in that um, master plan, we could. Absolutely. Because there's been a lot of growth. Yeah. And when you have growth, you have to make decisions how we're going to expand, how we're going to accept the growth. And I think we have a great plan. So. I'm really excited about where we're headed. Awesome. Uh, in my years of living in Washington City, my wife also worked for the city, so we were heavily involved in the city. But sure. uh, we always, Washington City was kind of, there were several different, I don't know, pieces. And it wasn't one city. You had, you know, the, the downtown area, the old Washington. Then you had the fields. And then you had, you know, on the other side of the freeway, Buena Vista and all that stuff. And, and so... Uh, one of Kenny Nielsen always used to talk about, we want to try to, all the people that live in Washington City, they might live in a very different area. We want to try to unite that all. I see some of that in Hurricane now. You have all the different pieces and parts of Hurricane. And so it needs a person, a mayor, that's going to try to unite them all. Is that one of yeah. your goals? It is. Uniting and aligning. Uh-huh. Because there's a difference between uniting, and I want to unite. Right. Everyone, and then get an alignment that we're all working towards the same goal, which is to keep our community that small town feel. But we're growing, and it's going to grow because they're moving here. And there, there's a uniqueness too about Hurricane in that you have the the main thoroughfare going through there, and it's oh by the way, it's a main thoroughfare to Lake Powell. Oh by the way, it's a main thoroughfare sure. to Zion National Park, and that all goes right through town. How does that factor into all this? I don't know. We have tourism because of that, but the different segments of of Hurricane, like if you're going to say Dixie Spring or Sky Mountain or Sky Ranch Mm -hmm. that are opposite polar or even over by Harrisburg, and we have our landmass is 54 square miles. That's big. So we have the third largest landmass of a city in Utah. Wow. It's big. It is. And so we're working 
And we're really only 22% developed. So it's really an issue. And so following that plan, so we're not going to be fragmented and have a lot of issues later, planning for 20, 40, and 60 years, that's the goal. It's, it, it, it always makes me marvel when you, you mayors and city council people come in and talk about master plan for 20 and 40 and yeah. 60 years. Because in my mind, I'm like, all right, I want to get it. If I can get through Thanksgiving, then I'm good. And then I can start thinking about Christmas. And to have the foresight to be able to look uh, decades ahead is impressive to me. Uh, but there's there's got to be contingencies. Obviously, nobody saw COVID. Nobody saw the explosive growth that came from COVID here in southern Utah. So there's got to be, I guess, contingencies. You, you can have a plan, but you got to be able to change on the fly, I guess, right? Well, and I don't know how much you change really on the fly with a plan, but what I noticed, even from about the early 2000s, we didn't even have in our city road, um, I should say master-planned roadways. And I remember when I went to the city office and I was speaking with the mayor at the time, who was Tom Hershey, and we actually had road-planned, master-planned road alignments that we actually decided, and they were right in the middle of people's fields. And a lot of people were really, really angry where they were going to be. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now we have roads that are connecting that aren't. They, one of the challenges is in Hurricane, especially in the fields, you will have roads that will go north and south. And there's nothing going east and west hmm. for miles. So you have to go a mile go around, around yeah. to get somewhere. And that's the issue. And so that's, that was something that really helped me to see, hey, we need to make sure we have a plan. Because if we don't, then we have to go a mile around. I mean, it's two and a half miles around from my house around the church farm. To, wow. And so wow. there's some issues with not having a plan. And I see that. So I'm really aware that we need to make sure we're having a plan and that we're following it. Because if you just deviate, then you have a road that goes into a cul-de-sac and not going through. Right. And that makes a difference, too, because then you have families that don't have connectivity to. When, when I was a young man, I, I favored driving jobs, delivering pizzas. I delivered flowers. I delivered just about everything you could think of. But uh, those roads that don't go through, those drive pizza delivery people crazy. I, yeah. I, I, I delivered pizzas for brick oven in Orem for, sure. and Provo for a while. And there were so many subdivisions where you were going, okay, I've got the exact east and west where it's supposed to be. You go into the subdivision, you get to like within 200 points of where you're supposed to be, and the road ends. And you realize, i got to go back out and around and figure out how to get back to here and then go one more block or whatever and and be where I'm at. So that can be, yeah, incredible. And you didn't have Google Maps at the time. No, I did not. No, I didn't. In fact, I tried to convince one of my kids that we actually had paper maps. And they're like, what, paper maps? Yeah, we had to. They're like, how would you look at it while you were driving? I'm like, we didn't. We pulled over. You know, or you had a a navigator helping you out. Hard to believe. Uh, But, uh, again, we're talking with Nanette Bellings, mayor-elect of the Hurricane uh, City. Uh, I almost said the Hurricane Tigers, but they're Tigers, too. Yeah, Yeah, uh, you bet. They're in Hurricane. Um, As we look at Hurricane uh, and we talked about this. I had you on. We talked about, you know, the election and stuff. As we look at Hurricane, what are some of the big needs that you see? And we'll get into that in a minute. But 
Uh, I actually am jumping the gun a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the election. You were, uh, I think by most accounts, you were an underdog. You weren't supposed to win this thing. Uh, I don't know that, I, I wouldn't say co- going, coming out of nowhere, but you certainly made a run, and uh, it was an inspiring run, Nanette. Uh, how, how did you Thank do that? You. I did not leave a leaf unturned. Mm. I seriously ran a full-fledged campaign. Were you out knocking doors? I certainly kissing did. Kissing babies and I, stuff? I, <laughs> you know, I guess my nieces and nephews, I'm related to half a hurricane, so uh-huh. that's a that's a big issue. But I really, I feel like I had the support of citizens. I didn't have the support from the mayor. He was, you know, supporting Kevin. I didn't have the support from some of the council because they were supporting Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he'd been there 12 years, so understandably. Um, I didn't have the support from some of the elites, other elected officials in the community. I didn't have support from some of the influence. And that's influential people in your community make a difference. Yeah. But I did have the support from people that showed up at council meetings that saw what I had to offer. And I just focused on what I had to offer. And I went with, this is who I am. And I went even... Even homes that had Kevin Travort sign on their their lawn, I went to their door. Wow. Yeah, I just said, hey, I'm Nanette Billings running for mayor. I see you have his sign out here. I just want you to know who I am. If he wins, I'll, if, if he wins this election, I'll support him. Hmm. If I win, I hope to gain your support. This is who I am. Do you have any questions? And so I, I, really, I really worked. And I phone called and we text and we mailed and we came on the radio and mm-hmm. I did ads all over. And so I really tried to make sure I was reaching out to people and my website, I had a lot of people that responded, asked questions, a lot of emails, phone calls and texts back. And then I was able to talk to citizens, which right. really made the difference. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, do, do you feel like um, the, the natural assumption now, first of all, be very clear. John Bramble didn't run again. Right. Uh, so you had two new candidates, Kevin Travort, who's been on the city council for, you said, what, 12 years? 12, yeah. And then, and then Nanette coming in as a, a, an underdog, a dark horse, they, they, all those words that you use in, in elections. Uh, do you feel like the, the assumption would be then that um, people were dissatisfied or, or wanted to change or were looking for something different? Would that be safe to assume that since they went with someone different? Um. I don't know about different. I think that it's just the alignment of what their goals were. Mm -hmm. My goals are to keep Hurricane Rural in the sense, I guess we're going to grow, but we don't have to be built out like West Valley. It's okay to follow that master plan and say, hey, this is the way we want to develop. And people aligned with that. They want that same thing. So I just feel like they felt like I do. What's the approximate population right now of Hurricane? About 22,000. 22,000. And I've heard rumor that uh, there's going to be another 17,000 over the next few years. Is that- there could be more than that. More. Honestly, we've just, like last year, and I'm. I, it's hard to say this. When you're on the council and something gets voted through, then you, you have to unite and align together because regardless of how you voted for it, I did not vote for all those zone changes, and we have 13,000 new um, properties that are, and I shouldn't say full properties, but lots that have been, um, th- that are available for people to build on. And some of them are multifamily, but we have 5,000 recreational resorts that have just been 
um, approved. Wow. Yeah. So you're talking about a lot of tourism. You're talking about a lot of family homes, but it really does increase density. And so, yeah, we could have a, a lot of people. I was going to say, please don't become another West Valley. Yeah. That is, that's my goal. That's that is absolutely good. my goal. <laughs> Um, how, how does San Hollow factor into all this? Um, obviously, I, I mean, geez, what, 10 years ago, there was no San Hollow Reservoir. Right. Uh, and, and things have changed. Well, it's it's a recreation. Yeah. Well, has it been 20 now? Yeah. I guess I'm getting old. And about 30 uh, for Quail Lake. But we're really pretty lucky because we have two of the most beautiful freshwater lakes in, in Utah, yeah. right in our city. And so we get a lot of people that come to San Hollow and Quail Lake to catch that big catch and to recreate with their boats and wave runners and mm-hmm. just to swim. So it really does make a difference. Tourism is a big issue in Hurricane. It helps our businesses and does people it, with jobs. Does it affect residents too as far as sure. are, are people buying and wanting to live out there by the lake? Yeah. And it, what's interesting, last night at Planning Commission, we had 3,300 acres of the Water Conservancy District on the Planning Commission that they're wanting to rezone from R1 to a lot, some recreational resort, some just multifamily, some quarter acre, but um, commercial, so a lot of different use. And it is in the mixed-use area, but 3,300. And so my question is, Here's a lot of high density that the, the Washington County Conservancy District saying that they want to rezone. And so my question is, well, they're talking about the water situation, but then they're rezoning and selling their property. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's disheartening. There you go. You know, when, when I lived, when I moved here in the early 90s, uh, there was no Walmart in Hurricane. Right. There There weren't a lot of options if you wanted civilization so to speak you drove to st george or or at least washington now hurricane really is standalone i mean you've got to walk i mean okay if you want to go to costco you still got to go to st george or washington right now but still uh it it is really on its own um is is that a good thing is that a bad thing i I mean obviously you're saving citizens having to drive but also that all that makes more density more growth more people yeah, so driving um, congests the roads, and we want to be able to have places people can work and recreate close to where they're living. It makes it easier for raising a family. Mm-hmm. You want to have your schools and have your neighborhood shopping close so people don't have to drive clear, you know, 20 miles away to get their dog's hair cut or yeah. clip their nails or whatever. Get their dog's hair cut. <laughs> I mean, people do that. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I don't have a dog that I cut their hair, but some people do. And so, you know, that... That always increases the traffic if they have to go far. So you want to have things close, and but encouraging businesses close is really it's an important aspect and the tax base so that we can fix the infrastructure in our city. And we have a lot of needs. What would you say has is the personality of Hurricane right now, and is it going to change? Do you want it to be different? Is I mean, you know, you think of a town. If I if I gave you a, a town, you go, okay, uh, well, uh, let's say Palm Beach. Okay, that's rich and famous, right? Or if I said Hollywood, well, movies. If I said Salt Lake City, you know, you've got the skiing and you've got the Utah Jazz. Uh, even St. George, okay, it's Red Rocks and, and Zion National Park and the, the big things that, you know, Iron Man and Marathon and Senior sure. Games. What If I said Hurricane, what would person who doesn't live there, what do you think they would think of if I said Hurricane Utah? I hope they think family-oriented mm-hmm. because we really have great families 
And a lot of retired people have moved here, but we still have a lot of good, good, just young families mm-hmm. and that want to be able to raise their family in a clean, awesome environment. Is it going to be, I think of Hurricane, I think of Sand Hollow, or I think of Hurricane, I think of, you know, a, a myriad of other things, Gateway to the to Zion or Powell? Or... I like to think of it as that you can work, live and raise your family and recreate in the same place. And they do. They ride their bikes. They can hike. They can. I mean, we have beautiful vistas if you climb up on the hill. But if they want a mountain bike right there, they can. Or they can run to the to the lake. We just have it all. We have what you would consider just the the lifestyle, and but your hometown living. It's just a great place to be from. By the way, uh, I lived in Cedar City and Hurricane. I can tell you the wind blows much harder and much longer in Cedar than it does in Hurricane. They ought to switch names or something because <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, my, my dad my dad bought property years ago. This was like 20 years ago in New Harmony. And he, he said he, he bought property and, and then they built a house. But when they bought the property, there was no wind blowing. And he said, I couldn't believe it. He says, I've lived in New Harmony for, they lived there 14 years, I think. And he said, the wind hasn't stopped blowing the whole time. He said the only time the wind ever stopped blowing was the day we were here to look at the property and bought the property. So yeah, the wind is is much worse up there. But uh, I guess uh, you know the name name's not going to change anytime soon at H Town, right? It's not. When Will and I were in college, he would go out to shoot his bow. We we lived in Cedar, uh-huh. and he said. The wind's blowing. Oh, well, it always blows here, so I'm still going to go shoot. And, yeah, because it's, it's an issue. Wind, wind and cedar. I'm guessing in archery, you have to adjust for the wind quite a bit. You uh, do. I'm not an archer myself. Well, I was yeah. back in the day, but it's been a while. So, yeah. All right, we're talking with Nanette Billings. Nanette, I've got to get a weather break in. You okay to stay yeah, around a little bit longer? I'd love to. All right, really appreciate that. It's 930 on KDXU. Let's check that weather, shall we? We're interactive on The Andy Griffin Show. Call in, Call in at 673-5890 or text in at 435-467-5842. Let your voice be heard on The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome back. I am Andy Griffin. It's Mayor Thursday on The Andy Griffin Show. We've been doing this. You know, when I first took this job to do this program, um, they, Mike had, a, I think he had Mayor John Pike scheduled for a Thursday. And... Um, I thought to myself, well, this is inspiration waiting to happen. Let's just do Mayor Thursday every Thursday. Uh, it's been a challenge sometimes. You would think, what are there, like 10 mayors in the county? You think I would always be able to get someone. But like that, I remember about a year ago, Nanette, and we're talking with Nanette Billings, by the way, the mayor-elect of, of Hurricane. They had a, a mayor conference on a Thursday, and it was Thursday, Friday or something like that. Every mayor in the county was up at the conference, and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> what do I do now? I actually ended up, I think I got a city manager and a city councilman or something on. But uh, So it's not always easy to do. But I, I appreciate you coming in. And again, if you're wondering, Happy to be here. If you're wondering folks, I was going to have John Brammel, the current mayor, in on, uh, to just kind of chat with us and then kind of hand the proverbial baton off to Nanette. But uh, Nanette, again, thanks so much for coming in. Now, uh-huh. your dress, business formal or business dress or whatever, that means you work here in town, correct? In St. George, I mean. No. No, you don't work in St. George. No. My husband, he has an office. Willie Billings is a financial advisor, and so I help at his office, but I... Okay. You dressed up for me? I dress up every day. Wow. I'm impressed. Because I have council meeting today. Oh, okay. Your husband's office is where? In Hurricane. Is it? Okay. And what's the name of it again? 
Transamerica Financial Advisors. Transamerica Financial Advisors. Nothing wrong with plugging uh, your husband's business for there sure. There you go. So, uh, and how long has he been doing that? 33 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very We've been married 34. It'll be 35 in March. So, a long time. Very cool. And, and you get in on the action. You're a financial advisor too or, or just help I'm out around the office? I'm actually partially or? licensed, but I just help him. Okay. Yeah. I, I like... Uh, I like financial advisors because uh, at least the good ones, and I'm assuming you guys are good ones. You go in and you talk, you know, and and you, it's not just here's my money, make it go somewhere and fix it. It's all right. Let's get to know your family. Let's get to know what your needs and wants and desires are, and then we can talk money. Yeah, he's a very good listener, and he then he actually figures out how to help solve problems. Love it, problem solving. Yeah. I love it. All right, and you've been tasked now with uh, solving a lot of problems uh, as the new mayor. Uh, what do you see? I asked it earlier. We didn't really talk about it yet, but what do you see as maybe uh, the vision for Hurricane? And let's start with the problems. What are some of the issues you think are going to come up pretty soon, at least during your tenure as mayor? Some of the issues. Growth is going to be probably the biggest issue. Managing it, yeah. Yeah, the infrastructure development is going to be part of that growth. And is it is it going to be hard to explain to people, look, we've got to plan for 2037 uh, or whatever. Uh, and, and that means spending money now. People are going to say, well, no, we don't need to do that because we, we need that money. Yeah, we we've actually had a lot of those discussions. And it's tough because right now we're in a market there. There are people that are receiving pay raises within other cities or the county mm-hmm. and our city where you're, you're trying to make decisions that's sustainable with wages. Sure. But we also need to make sure that we're increasing in infrastructure development and the costs are so you know, astronomical. Some of the money that's come into our city from our tax base, which has gone up, our tax base has come up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue to rise because we have new businesses coming into our area, which is really going to be beneficial and help. But we've got to focus on that infrastructure so that we can have places for people to um, to drive and recreate. It's just, it's really a big issue. And, th- and that, I mean, that's one of the issues with the mayor is, okay, we, we need to pay our employees. The cost of living for them is going right. up. But, you know, buy a gallon of milk or a gallon yeah. of gas. And you see all of a sudden, uh, you know, your whatever you made, 50000 a year isn't what it used to be. Your dollar is worth so much less. And so you've got to balance uh, taking care of these people that are sure. very important to the city. Well, last year in December... We hadn't given a wage increase last year because of COVID, wondering where we were at. And we didn't do that last July like they normally do. So we did a bonus. And then in February, we gave a 2%. Then in July, we did a 3%. Then we did in September, another percent for the police, just police officers Mm. to keep them because we were losing a lot of officers. And we're looking tonight. We're opening up our budget tonight trying to figure out what we can do to help with those increases. And it's, it's really, a, it is an issue. And so on the Washington County Solid Waste, I'm on that district, and we just put 6% on their new budget in, July, in January for a wage increase. And 6% is a big increase. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the dollar menu at McDonald's that is, was $1, now it's one twenty nine. You're looking at it almost a 30%. I was going to say, that's a little more that, than 6%. Right. And so it, it really is an issue. We're trying to 
keep up and help these employees feel like they're important. We love them, and we want them to stay here and work hard for the citizens. It's, uh, talking with Adam Snow, county commissioner, the other day about this very topic, and he said, look, uh, we're trying to make competitive wages. We yeah. have some, some good benefit packages, he says, but the truth of the matter is uh, if we can pay a dump truck driver $25 an hour, but he can make 50 working for Sunrock or something else, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I'm going to go take take the money and run with sure. it, of course. So sure. it's, a, it's a tough Tough deal. Uh, my wife, having worked in government, uh, you know, for 20 plus years now, uh, we understand that there are some benefits you get working with the government, uh, oh, you know, yeah. the, the, the insurance, the retirement and things like that. But it's hard to see that when you know you make less per hour than someone who does the same job but works in the private sector. Sure. And so. in the downturn, you're going to see that in 2001, 2, 6, 7, and 8 even nine ten, you would see people feel like, well, I'm I'm grateful that I'm working at the city, and a lot of times the citizens would feel like, wow, those government employees, they're sure. But during the other time, they're saying, man, go to the private sector because the private right. sector. But those benefits, like you're talking about, I mean, in Hurricane City, no matter which wage you are or what level um, of income, if you're a higher management or just maybe someone just starting out with our city. Our benefits package for full-time employees is about 30000 a year. It's yeah. big. Yeah. It's a big benefit package. Well, you start talking insurance and you start talking about retirement and things like sure. that. Those are things that you have to keep in mind as you apply for a job. I, you know, I've been dealing with some retirement stuff here in, in, my, in our company. Uh, and unfortunately, things, I have a son, by the way, who is Andrew Jr. And he worked here 12 years ago. And so we've had some crossing of lines here with uh, social security number and name and things like that. We're trying to get that all resolved. But, uh, yeah, I look at it and I'm like, man, I wish I had uh, retirement like my wife has. It's, it's pretty cool. Right. But she's made less money. Uh, the money up front hasn't been as much as she could have made elsewhere. Yeah. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, again, uh, we're talking about uh, talking with Nanette Billings, mayor-elect of Hurricane City. Uh, back to the election. I know you worked really hard to get elected, uh, but you were behind. In the primaries, you were behind. You, were, you know, And it, it, it seemed like that Kevin Trevor was going to be the next mayor of Hurricane City. Um, well, we weren't in the primary because we right, only had the right, two of right. us. And so we didn't have a, a way to put our finger on that pulse and know where we were going to be in the general election. So I really didn't know, but with the, based on the primaries with city council, it kind of was a telling story that mm-hmm. people wanted to have more conservative views because the people that were at the top of the list were more conservative people and council members that were on the council that were voting for more of a zone change. They were not even elected, mm-hmm. reelected. And so that was a telling story as well. All right. That's, uh, you know what? We want to take some phone calls. Let's do this. Take a phone call. Uh, hey, thanks for calling. You're on with Nanette Billings. We're talking Hurricane. What's on your mind? Good morning. Morning. Good morning. You know, we, we talk about growth, and a lot of times that's uh, describing more people coming here. But you guys have touched on it. Uh, one of the biggest problems that all of us face is People having the ability to make enough money in this area to stay here. Mm. And you guys were just talking about government jobs. And, Andy, I I hear you say this a lot, but I I just don't think that you really understand the value of the benefits that are provided by government jobs is significantly higher than anything. You mentioned Sunrock. 
Nobody's driving a, a cement truck for Sunrock making 50 bucks an hour. There are no jobs in this area that can compete with government jobs when you add in the benefits. And, and Andy, you just want to discount that. It's such a big part of every job here. And I, I, I defy you to name one employer in this area that has benefits even close to a government job. I, I agree. I don't yeah, think, I don't I don't think, think there they is. do. There but, isn't. That's a, and that, our wages are much lower than they could go somewhere else. So people that work somewhere else, they really have to kind of cover their own benefits. And the benefits are the, are the package. You're right. Right. And so when the government is the very best employer, how are private companies supposed to compete with that? Well, I always feel like you need to look at something as if you're the entrepreneur, if you're the one that's running a company or owning a company, and I encourage people to do that because there's no government job that's going to supplement that. We've been self-employed our entire life. And the people in Hurricane, most, I'm going to say, most of the jobs go to people that are in government, like school teachers, firefighters, road workers. They are, and the you know city officials, we have 100 city employees, 100 out of 23,000 that live in Hurricane. So not all jobs are going to be government jobs, but people are self-employed. People run their own business, small businesses, and they are doing a fantastic job with taking care of their family because they choose. No but one, no precise. one says less. And but, I think that's precise. I think Steve, That's you dis- the problem. I think Steve, you discount the the the, the American dream, the idea yeah. of starting a business right. and, and and striking it rich. We have millionaires in this town that have big houses. None of them work for the government. I guarantee you that they all, most of them anyway, started their own businesses and made a lot of money that way. Yeah, no one wealthy yeah, well, works let's, for let's, the government. Let's don't worry about the millionaires. They're going to be uh, just fine. Let's don't worry about all the government employees because, quite frankly. They're going to be fine too. Let's talk about let's talk about the people that live, the young people that live in our community that are out trying to buy a house which they can't afford, right. which are out trying to provide health care for themselves, which their employer doesn't provide those kind of benefits. They have no pension plan, and so you're, you're talking about all these entrepreneurs. Why do we have so many businesses with health wanted signs in the windows? Well, one of the challenges our national um, elected officials have, they've hampered that through letting people receive so much money by not working. And then Okay, it, so that's a reason. What is our answer to that here locally? Oh, and you know what? That's the private sector. Capitalism, people being able to have free market, free market, free market. That's the answer. We, we have people well, okay, solve the problem, not government solve the problem. Right, but the government is the problem. They're providing such generous benefits that the average business cannot compete with that. Do you know any business that provides 12 paid holidays? uh, My business did. We've had 12 paid holidays? Yeah, we've we've given them the bank holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about, excuse me, bank holidays. I'm talking about federal government holidays that are handed down to the state. There's seven. There's seven government holidays. The others are, there's 11 actually instead of 12 there that are actual federal holidays. And they're considered a bank holiday because they're like Columbus Day would be one of them. 
Like, you know how it's, it's you Steve, know the benefits. It's, that, Steve, it's more complicated than I think you're making it out to be. Uh, if I want to no. get a loan, if I want to get a loan and I make $15 an hour for working for the government, yeah, I got a great pension. I got great insurance. But when I go to the loan officer, he doesn't care about my pension or my insurance. He wants to know debt ratio. He wants to know exactly how much money I make. And if I can make a job working for whatever store and I make $23 an hour where I would be making 15 uh, for working for the city, well, that's all the guy that wants to give me a loan cares about. He doesn't care about, you know, pensions. But lo- but well, really, the city isn't paying 23. The city's only paying 15. Yeah. Um, I mean, our parks in Rock, we have new people just barely. We were at 11, and we just raised some rates up to 13. We, we are way below. I mean, the actual amount that people make is way below that. So, yes, if the pension's there, but that's not what people can live on. Right. Well, you guys discount that so much. Those things are the everyday expenses that the rest of us have to pay for. All the people we're t- so you talk about tourism. So when people come here, they're going to be dealing with the people that work in the hotels, the people that work at the restaurants, the people who work at the golf course. Those people aren't making the kind of money you're talking about. They're barely scraping by and they can't even afford to rent an apartment in your city. You're not wrong. I realize I'm not wrong, but you don't. And look, this is an attack on you. Everybody who's ever come on this program basically says the same thing, and it's nothing. They have no answers to all of the people who have to live here day to day doing the drudgery jobs, the ones who are slopping hamburgers, the ones who are changing sheets at the, at the uh, hotels. What are they to do? Well, that's that's a great question. Work hard, I guess. Pray, start a business. I don't, I don't know. I've got to go to commercial break. I know that. Uh, so uh, thanks for the call today. It's 949 on KDXU. Uh, let me real quick thank Joe Shoney. He's a loan consultant. His specialty is customer service. And uh, how do I know? Well, if you go online and you read the reviews about Joe Shoney uh, at experience.com, you'll find out that his reviews are phenomenal. In fact, uh, now 590 reviews in, and he averages, this is, this is unbelievable, 4.9 out of 5 stars, almost a perfect score. Because he takes care of his customers, he'll take care of you. Give him a call today at 435-590-6300. Joe Shoney is NMLS 121041. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's the Andy Griffin Show on KDXU. It's 9.52. Got about six or seven minutes left. You want to make a phone call at 673-5890. I also take text. I haven't really talked about the text line today, but if you want to text me, it's 435-467-5842. Don't call that line. I won't answer, but you can text it. Again, 435-467-5842, and we'll, we'll read your text and check them out online. And if you don't like that at all, we also have an email, agriffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Nanette Billings is on with me today. Uh, Nanette is the mayor-elect of Hurricane City. Uh, I asked about maybe some of the issues you were thinking about. Now talk about, well, the future. Is the future bright in Hurricane? Are there, uh, what are some of the things you're most excited about, Nanette? Oh, the future is so bright. I love the fact that um, 20 years ago, and my husband actually started the ATV, the Tri-State ATV Club, and I love the fact that we have the ability to maintain that small town charm by our residents and people that come here, that they can actually ride their ATVs to and from the trails and to go gas up and go grab groceries and hit the trail without having to trailer 
that's the beautiful thing. And I, I want to maintain those. I, when we're talking about the future, I want to maintain good things and then look forward to a couple more staging areas. We have just barely approved one staging area for ATVs on the, it would be the west part of Sand Hollow Road. And we're looking at um, working with the BLM on another staging area. Maybe more, explain, explain to people what that means. Staging a, is where you... A, a staging area is where you can actually drive your truck and trailer and um, unload your mm-hmm. ATV there. But... Right now, that's beautiful is in Hurricane City, there's designated roads that you can drive to and from the gas station and gassing up and then drive straight to the trail. And that's really awesome for families to be able to just go without having to load up and then, um, you know, unload. Lot the of, time. A lot, lot of extra work. Save, yeah. save some time and effort. All right. Yeah. Be able to hike. We're, we just have a, a lot of, like I was talking about, the Tri-State ATV 2,000 miles of trails were preserved, about 2,000. And wow. Yeah, when Willie started that, it was a really big deal because you're looking at those um, those forest roads, forest service roads, the R4277 roads, and they had to pull in all those maps and make those so that they would be um, available. And he said, if I don't do this now, it's not going to be available in 20 and 30 years when we're ready to ride. And we had young families at the time. And so I look at those. That's what we have to do. We have to look at something and say, we're preserving now for future generations. Okay. Let's let's talk about police force in, in Hurricane. You mentioned okay. that, you're, that there are some issues uh, with trying to keep officers uh, on the Hurricane police force. Uh, this, this is not a local problem. This is a national problem. It, is. Uh, it started, I think, maybe a couple of years ago when they started. people started bashing on police officers and, and disrespecting them. I've always been of the opinion that these guys are heroes. And uh, honestly, from when I was a little kid, if I knew there was any kind of trouble, you look, to, look for a police officer sure. because, you know, he was there to help you. Uh, with all that, and then with the the fact that you know you you're you're not putting your life in danger if you're you know driving driving a truck or whatever you know like a police officer does, it's easy for young people to make the choice to not be a police officer. Why why then should they be a police officer, and why specifically in Hurricane? Good questions. Um, in Hurricane, we have really really good officers. I'm really pleased with the officers and emergency response that we have. Mm-hmm. Our fire district's really good. They're good people and they're caring about people. Their job is to make sure that you're helping people be safe. And I really feel like that they do that job. And so, if someone's wanting to go into the military, if they're wanting to be a firefighter, if they're wanting to be a police officer, Hurricane City is a great place to do that. Because we have good support, good okay. people. What uh, do you, are you going to be offering, or are you now offering incentives to get someone to come to Hurricane and and when they get here to stay? You know, we have, and I know a couple people that I've talked to in the county that have done that, and we haven't used one-time money that they received from COVID that they're using as incentives. We haven't as for our officers, but we did increase the wages okay. four times this last year for police officers. So we've increased wages to hopefully compete, but we have people that want to stay there because we have a good department, good people. I was wondering about this, and you probably don't know the answer to this, but uh, generally speaking, uh, jobs like nurses or police officers, they work 12-hour shifts or sometimes 10 anyway. Yeah. Why why don't they work eight hours? Like, like Our officers people? actually used to work eight hours. We'd mm-hmm. have shifts where it'd be on the clock three different shifts, but they changed it because of the amount of availability of people that actually work in that industry. 
So it's tough when you're trying to pull from a smaller pool. Do you see uh, your new job coming up? Uh, you just get sworn in, what, like January 3rd? January 3rd at noon. Yeah. Do you do you see uh, a lot of meetings? Are you, are you, is it a kind of job where you're going to be doing a lot of stuff every single day? Because it's not a full-time job. Right. So my my feeling about mayor is not full-time, it's not part-time, it's all the time. It's 24-7, yeah. seven days a week. You don't stop being the mayor. Right. And so I have... I have been very, very busy this entire time I've been on city council, but that's because I've put myself in situations where I'm learning and I put myself where I'm meeting with people because citizens are the most important. The reason I'm here is to make sure that I'm listening to people and then representing them. And it's like this Dixie's state name change when people um, show up and they vote and they fill out their, um, their questionnaires and 80, more than 80% say, I don't want it changed. But then the people that are on the Board of Regents and the there and they change it, they're not listening to constituents. Yeah. So I put myself in a situation where I show up, I find out information, I listen to people. And that's how I make decisions. So, yeah, I am really busy. I mean, it's good to hear that. I, I think uh, too often leaders get the I know what's best for you attitude. Yeah. Instead of listening to people, they go, well, you don't know. Let me, I'll take care of you. Don't worry yeah. about it. And that's dangerous thinking. Yeah. It's really dangerous thinking. I, I think in, in a lot of ways, ooh, sorry about that. In a lot of ways, it has our country in a little bit of trouble right now yeah. with with the current leadership of our country and then thinking they know what's best for us instead well, of actually di- listening. Yeah, it's a disconnect between the fact that they're citizens and you're you're governing, but is that the answer? It should be people are the answer. Government is not the answer. And so you're uniting and you're representing what the people want, not just what you want. She's so. Nanette Belling. Look forward to many visits with you over the next four years. Thanks Nanette. for having me today, Andy. Congratulations again on the victory. And, Thank you. Uh, I think Hurricane's in good hands. I appreciate you. Thanks. We're out of time. Open line Friday tomorrow. Love to hear from you tomorrow. We've got some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, Join me at 9 o'clock.